Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to Carol Pepper, founder and CEO at Pepper International. So, Carol, earnings, the elections, and the crypto uh, space, all that delivering kind of a heavy blow today. Uh, but it may not really matter much uh, as the CPI report looms here. Uh, I know you're not a day trader, um, but, you know, given the importance of this, is it your sense that this report will be friendly to markets or not so friendly? Um. I think it's going to be a little more friendly and there'll be a bit of a relief rally um, after today. I do think things are moderating. This is absolutely what we've thought would happen. You know, supply chains are easing, housing starts are down, the Fed has done its work. One hopes that they'll be able to start slowing the rate of increases or, you know, just increase 50 basis points instead of 75. So, yes, I think it will be um, a welcome report tomorrow. That's my prediction. I could be wrong, of course. I've got a coin toss of a chance of being right. Uh, Carol, okay, I mean, you, know, you, you talk about supply chains and uh, the easing. These are things which would have happened irrespective of the Federal Reserve. So, you know, surely the Federal Reserve would be looking at all this. And if you look at, let's say, L.A. port arrivals in terms of cargo, that's plummeted. And, you know, there no, there's no such thing as a bottleneck there. So perhaps they're more and more in danger of a, of a policy mistake. Well, I hope that they're, you know, they're, they try to be careful. They try to be thoughtful. Um, I think they've, they've signaled to the market very strongly that they're going to be firm and they're taking inflation seriously. And hopefully the talking will be enough uh, so that we won't have to get a lot more over-raising, if you will. I agree with you. I don't think uh, it's, it's going to be necessary to continue to punishingly raise rates in order to get the economy under control because things are naturally starting to get a bit better. This will sound a little glib, but they got more than 20,000 people working at the Fed, and no doubt a 1,000 of them or something like that have uh, PhDs. And you'd think that they are looking at a lot more and can be a lot more nuanced than just reading a CPI report. Well, I'm, I'm sure they are, um, but I'm sure it's much more complicated than, uh, than they're ever going to be able to try to explain to the general public in their minutes, etc., um, I do think that they're very thoughtful. I don't think they've done a terrible job in any sense. And uh, I'm personally quite optimistic. I think, for example, we're going to have a nice Christmas season, a nice holiday season. I'm personally thinking that it'll be a good Black Friday sales season. People may be trading down and buying perhaps less expensive goods due to inflation and you know higher gas and food prices. But I don't think we're going to see the consumer uh, stopping spending, which, of course, yeah. is a big part of the engine in the United States. Uh, Carol, uh, I guess the way you see the economy panning out uh, is really also something which is the prism within which you actually look at what you are buying and selling at the moment. So uh, what is your view of what happens with the economy and uh, what do you suggest we stay away from and what we actually perhaps uh, buy? Yes. Well, I think that we're going to have sort of a moderate 
middle of the road situation. I don't think we're going to have anything terribly extreme, you know, barring some sort of a nuclear disaster from the war. But let's take that off the table. I don't think that's very likely. So in this case, I think you want to look for things that will do well in a, in a jittery market and things that do well when consumers are a bit pinched by inflation. So what does that mean? On the consumer side, I think you go for Amazon. People will still be buying for the Christmas season, you look at XLY to get that broader consumer exposure and go for less expensive experiences like Yum or McDonald's where consumers can have a nice evening out but not pay too much money. <laughs> I think also the... Um, you got to be kidding you know, me. The, a, nice, uh, a, a nice evening out at Yum? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, well, you know, for, for some <laughs> consumers, that's better than, uh, you know, when, when gas is as high as it is and food is high, it's better okay. to go out to something uh, lower cost. Let me, let me ask a big and picture story. At, let, let me ask yeah. a big picture story. Can we read the midterms as voters saying that we're actually okay we, we don't really need some strong medicine. Yes, I think that what the voice of moderation, the voice of the middle of the road vo voter has spoken. I think the extreme and fringe candidates are being properly viewed with disdain. Election denial is being viewed properly with disdain from most of the country. And I think people want their voting rights and women want the rights over their bodies, full stop. Um, and so if you're willing to get more toward the middle of the spectrum, I think that's that's where the majority of the country is. It's not out on the fringe. Unfortunately, the fringe gets the news and that distorts our picture globally for people overseas about what's going on here. But the truth is, it's a pretty moderate uh, electorate. And that's that's who spoke. And I think that people just want to have a nice life, you know, have their rights respected, earn money, take care of their families and uh, enjoy a nice uh, existence. I think that's really what, what the midterms uh, told us. Yep, exactly. So in other words, stay the course, don't panic, perhaps um, stay where you are in terms of your asset allocation as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, energy will continue to be a strong uh, area to make money over the next couple of years. I think also this work from home or hybrid work and the replacement of physical, you know, sort of repetitive physical labor with automation and robotics will continue. So those are the trends, you know, the trends that are happening are the trends that will continue to happen. And that's where you'll make money. Um, I, I can, you know, I can very overpriced streaming services will not do well. They're going to have to lower their costs, their prices, for example. Yeah, I, I can imagine some people are saying, uh, if I never see a stock again, it'll be too soon. Uh, uh, with this casino-like behavior, and, and, and it's really a lot of pretty normal companies like Meta printing money. I mean, their, their profits are still high, stock down 70% from the highs, and Carvana down 97%. How do we justify that? How do we reconcile that? Well, I think, again, you know, Meta, try, I think sometimes remember the dot com, you know, there were stocks that flew extremely high and then crashed to almost nothing. And it took about 15 years for the, let's just say the Internet as a sector to become something normal and profitable. I think the the metaverse, if you will, we're far ahead of ourselves on that. Um, but there, there'll be probably more than one crash before the metaverse becomes something that actually can make money. And so. You know, I think um, Zuckerberg was is trying to be ahead, and unfortunately, doing that in a public company is difficult. He might have been better off taking meta, the metaverse part of Facebook out and and starting something private with that, frankly, rather than trying to do that in public market. 
Carol, of course, he does have all the voting shares, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that is Carol Pepper from Pepper International joining us with her take on the markets. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.